Welcome to the Sunrise Podcast with Dr. M.M. Amakaro. We hope you enjoy it. that we have access we rejoice that we can come boldly we rejoice that we arise and we're in the land of the living we rejoice we exalt your name this morning we magnify your name we give you all the glory give you all the praise our father and our God we praise you for the gift of the Holy Spirit we praise you for the friendship of the Holy Spirit for revelation for light. The Bible says in that light there is no darkness at all. Thank you, Lord, for the word of for the word that is God, for the word that we fellowship with, for the word that we touch, for the word whose manifestations we see, for confidence that we have. Lord, we exalt you. You are the restorer. You are the restorer. You are the resurrection and you are the life. That is why we pray. Nothing is impossible. Thank you for the spirit of supplication. Thank you for the joy of prayer, of communicating. And thank you that you incline your ear. And thank you that we hear you speak. And we see your deeds in righteousness. And we see your actions. We see you rise. Father, thank you. Even in your silence, you grant us understanding, renewing our mind. And you build our fruits of patience. Daddy, thank you. There is no prayer that you do not answer. That is our excitement and we are thanking you. Thanking you for bringing us to this place of trust. That we trust you. That you are our God. That you are looking for us. And that you love us. And that your hand on Danitos is strong enough to hold us. That is the reason that we pray. Say all flesh pray to you because they know that you are the God of all flesh. And in you all the families of the world are named. Thank you. We exalt you so magnifies you for the impact of prayer in our individual lives in our family lives in the lives of our children the lives of an in the life of our nation nigeria in the church thank you for every prayer answered thank you for every divine intervention thank you for that which you have stopped the calamities that you have stopped thank you oh god for the newness for the revival thank you jesus we exalt you for the courage the hope in our hearts Thank you, Jesus. That we have not come to that place of helplessness. Thank you even for when we were in that place. Thank you for restoration. Thank you for a new look, a new perspective. Thank you for the perspective of God. Thank you for wiping tears. Thank you for restoring joy. Lord, we bless you. For in you we live and in you we move. And in you we have our being. Have your way today. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. We want to look at Psalm 18. And we are still talking about, today we want to really round up. Not that we have finished, but just maybe we trans, transist to another topic. We're looking at the God of answers. And don't forget that this year we just started with the prayer of Jabez. And everything is just so interconnected. We have been going on and on. Jabez cried, Jabez cried to the Lord that you bless me indeed and expand my territory. Let your hand be upon me. That I will not sin against you and wrong my soul. That I will not cause harm. And we transited from there to another prayer, to another prayer, to another prayer. And we saw that God answered them all. And then eventually we now came to just looking at the God of answers. Just 
building our confidence that God answers. As a God who inclines his ears and is a God who intervenes. We saw the life of Daniel. We saw the life of Ruth and Naomi. We saw how he dissolves complications. We saw how he rolls the stone and sits on it, disappoints the devices of enemies. See how he brings clarity. God answers. Truly, God answers. If it were not for the Lord who answered, where would we have been really? When things came against us, when men rose against us, when confusion wanted to cloud us, if it were not for the Lord, His word, and the Holy Spirit, and all speaking, and all speaking to Him, sometimes quietly in our heart, reasoning, meditating, He hears. So today we are looking at. Lastly, we want to look at Psalm 18. This Psalm 18 is just to reveal to us David's heart and David's. David's, I don't want to use the word, yes, David's imagination of God. David's dramatic trust or trust in the dramatic nature of God to intervene. It's also about David's exaltation of God. Exaltation of the God who answers by vividly describing what our prayers do to God and how God reacts and responds to our prayers. I read this psalm and I read it again and I couldn't help laughing. At some point, I asked myself, please, this David, did David, did mean, is he talking as if he saw God in all these acts? <laughs> and it, it, it just dawned on me that yes, when he looks at the answers, now he begins to imagine how God, you know, came through for him to have those answers. And in his vivid imagination of how God determined those answers, he wrote this psalm. And we may not necessarily read the entire Psalm 18 because it's somehow a long one. We'll just maybe jump some verses just to have a sense of this. And, and the Holy Spirit will help us to try and be imitators of David in the place of prayer. He says, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust. My shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. He made the point that we have been making. I will call because he's worthy to be praised. And when I call, I will be saved from my enemies. And we take time to note the various ways he has described God, who God is to him, a rock, a shield, the horn of his salvation, a stronghold, a fortress, a deliverer, his strength, and in whom he will trust. See the preamble. But he goes on to say where we are going. The pangs of death surrounded me, and the floods of ungodliness made me afraid. The sorrows of Sheol surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple. 
and my cry came before him, even to his ears. In his distress, and did David have many of such? In his troubles, and did he have many of such? <laughs> we know the story of David. When the snares of death confronted him, was he confronted by snares? Of course we know. We know. Many times over, within family, outside family, when the whole kingdom rose against him, he said, I cried out. That is prayer. Cried out. He heard my voice. Answer. He inclined his ear. He heard. And my cry came before him. He did not ignore the cry. All this is to encourage us. Cry out. Speak. Talk. Praise. Ask. And listen. He said, then, this is where this is where I got so excited. He said, then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations of the hills also quaked and were shaken because he was angry. Why was God angry? Because David tabled everything that they were doing to him before God. He went in trust, knowing that this God is his only salvation. He's his fortress. He's his strong tower. He's his stronghold. He's his deliverer. Knowing that he was loved of God, point one. Knowing that what concerns him concerns God. Knowing that it is God who searched him out and found him. It is God who put the oil on his head and set him on that purpose. That God really truly loved him and he loved God. So you see, prayer comes in that effectiveness of prayer. If I should put it that way, there has to be that connection, that absolute trust of what you know the heart of God is towards you of how you feel that God is going to receive this prayer. Because there's a place that says, when we know that he has heard us, then we will receive what we have asked. When we know. So now it becomes our obligation. The burden is now thrown back on us, if I must call it burden. When we know that he has heard us, then we will receive what we have. You see, so David is telling us, I know that this God is concerned about me. I know that this God loves me. I know that his ears are open to hear my cry. And when he hears, he will incline his ear, he will answer. And because I know that he loves me, then he begins to imagine how God came for him. He says God was angry. So I paused in this place and said, why, was, why did he think God was angry? He could not have thought that God was angry for the earth to quake, for the foundations to shake, for God to arise, to come to his defense if he did not absolutely know with all certainty that God loved him and God was looking out for him and that anybody who touched him touched the apple of God's eyes. So touching David is touching God. David's distress will give God distress. God will be angry. Who, how dare you? You see, we have to come to that place with our father and that is the place of absolute confidence. That's the place that you say, look, don't let me... I remember a few occasions I've had to tell somebody. I have to tell a few people. Please, do not let tears come from my eyes. Do not let me kneel in prayer. And tears will come. And I'll cry to God concerning this matter. Because you don't know where the ripples will fall. Because I know his eyes are on me. I know he loves me absolutely. I know that his hand is on my life. I know that I belong to him. And whatever I do, I know that God, I wish that you take this glory. It is for your glory. You don't dare such people. This is David. 
And I learned from David. I learned from all this. This is David saying, God was angry. Anybody who looked at God afar, oh, God is so high up there. It's not my father. This is, God is family. It's your family. It's your father. If earthly fathers can go to fight, mothers can just remove their attire and strap on their waist. Say, how dare you touch my child? This is what David was enjoying. God as a father who searched him out when the family rejected him at, at that point. God who said they will not sit still until this all drops. God who sent a prophet to say, I have found myself a man. God who chose him of all the people in Israel to be the one to replace Saul. He came to that place and said, no, this God must love me. No, I'm precious in God's sight. That is the best place to be in the place of prayer, no matter our circumstance. If we go with this heart, that's why I say, Abba Father, you brought us into this kingdom, this covenant, given us the grace to call him Abba Father. What is the meaning of Abba Father? He's beyond a God that is just a God, very far, God terrorizing. No. He's a father loving. In his sovereignty, so much mercy. That's what David tapped into. So vividly he says, when he cried, he said God was angry. He said smoke went up from his nostrils and devouring fire from his mouth. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down with darkness under his feet. And he rode upon the cherub and flew. He flew upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place. His canopy around him was dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. From the brightness before him, his thick clouds passed with hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord thundered from heaven. The Most High uttered his voice. Hailstones and coals of fire. He sent out his arrows and scattered the foe. Lightnings in abundance and he vanquished them. What? I took time to look at this description. I said, all this for David. Heaven thundered for David. Heaven released coals of fire for David. Heaven released brimstones for David. God blew smoke from his nostrils. At some point I said, how did David imagine God like this with nostrils? Oh, mighty nostrils with smoke. He was just enjoying himself. His safety in the hands of God. That heaven would do anything if heaven heard his cry. You see, we have to come to that place of confidence. That heaven would do anything if heaven saw you in distress. That heaven would do anything if a tear dropped. Heaven would do anything. And heaven is waiting for that, your voice. Just call. Just call. Just call. Cannot be in that place of helplessness and you think nobody cares. Heaven cares. And it does not matter whether not one person on earth cares. It matters who cares in heaven. God cares. David knew it. Otherwise, when he was alone in the wilderness, what would his life have become? I thought about all this in, in the cave. Even when David, Saul, almost already surrounded him, how would he have escaped? Heaven was in his matter. Heaven was compelled by love to be in his matter. Heaven was compelled by obligation, call on me and I will answer, to be in his matter. Heaven was compelled by covenant because God's oil was upon his head. He said he's his anointed. And I said, touch not my anointed. Do my prophet no harm. So heaven was in that matter. So that's why you can say with audacity, God was angry. Can you imagine? When I saw this, I was so excited. I said, Father, we thank you. 
that this is the covenant of grace, the same God, the same God, the same ear, the same heart, the same compassion, the same love. And he's waiting for us to call. So he's a God of answers. We've seen all the people who called and he answered. And we can continue to read. It's a long one. And it's a wonderful psalm. A psalm of confidence. A very confident man. Confident in God's love. So we can continue to read. Oh, Father, I thank you. And I want to say here, I want to come to the end here when he says, By my God, I can leap over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in him. For who is God except the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer and sets me on my high places. He teaches my hand to make war so that my arms can bind, bend the bow of bronze. Say, so you have also given me the shield of your salvation. Your right hand has held me up. Your gentleness has made me great. You, are enlarged, you enlarged my path under me, so my feet did not slip. I have pursued my enemies and overtaken them. Neither did I turn back again till they were destroyed. I have wounded them so they could not rise. They have fallen under my feet, for you have armed me with strength for the battle. You have subdued under me those who rose up against me. You have also given me the necks of my enemies so that I destroyed those who hated me. So on and on and on and on, you have delivered me from the strivings of the people, for you have made me the head of the nations. A people I have not known shall save me. On and on and on. Then finally, said, the Lord lives. Blessed be my rock. Let the God of my salvation be exalted. It is God who avenges me and subdues the people under me. He delivers me, and on and on and on. Great deliverance, he says, finally, he gives to his king and shows mercy to his anointed, to David and his descendants forevermore. See the end. Great deliverance he gives to the king and shows mercy to his anointed, David and David's descendants. See his confidence from where he started. I'm anointed. He chose me. I am special. I'm peculiar. He loves me. So I cannot be in a place I'm not communicating. Nothing will happen to me that is not his concern. And whoever touches me, touches him. Whatever situation distresses me, distresses him. So let me call. And when he calls, he begins to imagine vividly how God will come and how God comes. He's coming in anger if it is to devour his enemies. He's coming as light if he's to enlighten his darkness and bring him knowledge and bring him understanding and give him wisdom to strategize. He was a man of war, a commander. So David did not joke with praise and prayer. So this is our conclusion today. May God give us the grace not to see prayer as a burden or prayer as laborious. May God give us the grace to just be praying in every place, to be communicating and to be listening and to trust in the love of God. That where you are, you're not, you're not supposed to be alone. No, you're not. Tap into what we have. Let's tap into who loves us. And nobody can love us like God. If he sent Jesus, Bible says that if he can freely give us Jesus, what more will he not with Jesus give us? 
And when we call, it can do exceeding abundantly beyond what we are even thinking and asking, according to the mighty power that works in us. Remember, it's not the mighty power that works in God. It's the mighty power that works in us. Power of prayer is one of those. The power of supplication. Faith is power. The word is power. So when all this combines and works in us, our prayer, our prayer really is the key. So Father, we want to worship you that you have brought us through this. And you have shown us to give us confidence that in season and out of season, your ears are open. And that when we believe that you hear us, indeed we will receive. And when we pray in the name of Jesus and pray with faith and pray according to your will, which is your word, that indeed you hear us. Father, we thank you. And when we pray in one accord, you hear us. Father, we thank you for all these blessings and more. The blessings of open heavens, the blessings of relationship, blessings of your fatherhood, these blessings of your word of the Holy Spirit. Really want to thank you for as you did for Jabez, as you did for David, as you did for Daniel, as you did for, for Paul and Silas, <laughs> as you did for Naomi and Ruth in the darkest place. See how you brought them with information and communication. See how you dissolved controversies and mysteries and complications. Father, thank you for every prayer prayed you have answered. Thank you for divine intervention. We, we may not be able to imagine the way David imagined it, but this is exactly what it is, that you love us so much. You gave Jesus the greatest love of all, the gift of Jesus. So you will not give us Jesus and then leave us stranded. Christ in us is the hope of glory. Christ in us is our access to you. Thank you, therefore, Father, for hearing our cry, for intervening in our lives, for bringing forth to God the situation, the, your will, establishing your will in our lives. It is your will that we prosper. It is your will that we be in good health. It is your will, O oh God, that we abide in the boundaries of your love. It is your will that our children become signs and wonders. It is your will that we multiply. It is your will, O oh God, that we become impactful in our generation. We be the light, we be the voice. It is your will. It is your will that the fragrance of Christ be seen, be smelled everywhere that we go. Father, it is your will that no enemy that is rising against us will ever prosper. It is your will, it is in your word that when they gather, you will scatter them. When they take counsel, their counsel will not stand. If any gathering is not by you and because of you, and it's a that gathering, they will fall for our sake. It is your will. That they that are incensed against us, there will be nothing and a thing of naught. They that fight against us will perish. That is your will. So we pray according to your will and according to the situation. It is your will that will be the head and not the tail. It is your will. It is your will. It is your will. That will be a reflection of Christ. It is your will. Peculiar people, royal priesthood, Call to show your praise. It is your will that we testify. That we overcome by our testimony. It is your will. So Father, we thank you for every prayer that has gone up in this season. Any prayer that will ever go up. Thank you for answers. Thank you for answers. For our families, thank you for answers. For our individual lives, thank you for the breakthroughs. Thank you for the answers. Thank you for favor. Thank you for help. Thank you for restoration. Thank you for the beauty of your countenance that is upon us. Thank you for acceptability, for open doors. You say kings will be our foster fathers. You say queens will be our nursing mothers. Therefore, thank you for putting, for putting helpers everywhere we turn. Father, we thank you. 
thank you for taking away labor and helping us to gain by grace. Thank you. Thank you for bringing down mountains. For now, we are the Zerubbabel of this generation. No mountain can stop your purpose. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the church of Jesus Christ. The church is shining on the hill and men are running into it by the word of power. Thank you for signs and wonders. Thank you for revival in the hearts of men. Thank you for Nigeria, for darkness cannot cover this country. This country is dedicated to you. Prayers are going up and you have answered prayers. Thank you for restoration of peace and safety. Father, we thank you. Be exalted for this season of dramatic shift, this season of testimonies. Every prayer, every prayer of increase and multiplication in all dimensions, Father, we receive. As you did for Noami and Ruth, thank you for doing it for us. Total, absolute restoration. To you be all the glory and the praise. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen.